Hello, thank you for tuning in. My name is Padel Dolphin. Kindly permit me to share with you a short reflection on Luke chapter 6 verse 20 to 26 titled Happiness and How to Achieve It. We all want to be happy. The problem is how to achieve true happiness. While some people think true happiness can be found in external circumstances, Jesus tells us that true happiness is derived from a person's relationship with God. The question then is, do you want to be happy in the world's way or in Christ's way? And while thinking about this question, Jesus further tells us that there is a future consequence to your current behavior. Remember, to be happy is a choice. And that choice begins when you say yes to God and live out this yes in your daily life. Have a wonderful day. God bless you. We are here today to have a short discussion with Bishop Michael Kennedy of the Diocese of Amidal in Australia. My Lord Bishop, you are welcome to Ghana and to the Diocese of Sekendi Takradi. Thank you very much, Father Dolphin. My Lord, can you tell us something about your background? My background? I'm the youngest of seven children. Uh, in uh, Growing up in a small country town, we, we call it in Australia, something like a village, okay. at, or so, something like a, a small city uh, in the country. Yeah. Um, grew up in a uh, very faithful Catholic family okay. uh, with attending attending Mass every Sunday with the family, praying the rosary every night together as a family, attending the local Catholic school. There are many Catholic schools in Australia, okay. so attending the local Catholic school. And uh, growing up uh, in, in a country area, a little bit outside the city, so okay. very, a very happy childhood growing up. Okay. And uh, when I completed my schooling, I became a school teacher. Oh, okay. And I went to what uh, we call a teacher's college, okay. which is specific law, specifically for training and preparing teachers. Okay. And uh, so I taught as a school teacher in a Catholic high school okay. for three years. Uh, and it was during that time that I was working as a teacher as a young man, yeah. around about the age of 20, uh, early 20s, that I sensed, uh, sensed God calling me to the priesthood. Okay. Will you lead us into some of the incidences that prompted the desire for the ministry? Ah, specific incidences. Well, I think as a, as a young man, yeah. uh, I had become what I wanted to be, which was a school teacher. Okay. I had uh, many friends, yeah. uh, a 
good social life. Life was enjoyable. Yeah. Life was good. Yeah. But yet I felt very unhappy. Okay. Very unhappy. Okay. And uh, I found myself wanting to withdraw from that from that life. Okay. Uh, but also was surprised at the same time to sense in my heart a, um, a call to the priesthood, a call to, um, at the same time, a call to deepen my prayer life, to attend the Holy Mass more often, so attend on weekdays as well as Sundays, okay. uh, feeling the desire to spend time with God in prayer, and, uh, and it was in those times of prayer that I sensed God calling me okay. uh, to be a priest. Oh, okay. I did not want to be a priest. <laughs> I did not want to answer God's call. Okay. So I, I struggled with it for some time and battled with God a yeah. little bit in my prayer, yeah. but then came to the conclusion that through my prayer uh, that the best way to live one's life is to be open to God's will okay. and accept His plan okay. rather than pursuing my own plans. Okay. So I I submitted yeah. to God and let Him be the victor. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so then uh, uh, applied to the bishop okay. uh, to join the seminary okay. and uh, and then gradually okay. within myself uh, yeah. during my years in the seminary yeah. gradually came to fully accept God's will for me and, and eventually did embrace and was very happy to go ahead to ordination and become a priest. Wow, what an inspiration. But when I look back yeah. now, yeah. I can see that even as a small child, yeah. the vocation was already planted in me. Okay. I did not recognize it at the time, okay. but I can tell as a small child um, that, the, that, that it was planted there then. Okay. From the family? From well, yes, by God, yeah. but through through my parents yeah. and through yeah. the family yeah. and through our life of prayer and faith and yeah. mass, God planted it there yeah. at the beginning. Yeah. So having gone through the seminary formation, being ordained a priest, how do you see the priesthood? How do I see the priesthood? Well, now looking back, yeah. I think at the time it's, it would have been very hard for me to express it. Yeah. But now, looking back, I see the priesthood very much in an incarnational sense. Okay. Uh, if you like, uh, it is a continuation of the incarnation. Yeah. Uh, Jesus Christ, it was through his humanity that he brought people to his Father yeah. and to his own self yeah. as well yeah. as the divine Son of God. Yeah. So, through his humanity, bringing people to his divinity, to God. And yeah. so I see the priesthood very much in terms of uh, formation to priesthood, bringing out the best in the humanity of men called okay. to be priests, okay. so that through their humanity okay. and the way they live yeah. and the way they treat people and talk to people and yeah interact with people yeah. uh, and the way they talk, they can draw people to God. Okay, okay. So I guess ultimately yeah. I see the priesthood in terms of that um, uh, 
pontifex, yeah. that, that bridge, the bridge, a yeah. bridge to bring yeah. man and God together. together. Okay. And he does that through his humanity yeah. in the holy priesthood. Okay. Mm. All right. My Lord Bishop, now, along the line in your ministry as a priest, then came the announcement from Pope Benedict Assistant Emeritus. You are the next Bishop of Amidal. How did you feel? I felt surprisingly calm. Oh! <laughs> uh, I think that is the grace of God. Yeah. Um, I, I was working as a parish priest at the time in a parish, in the parish of St. Joseph's. Okay. Leeton, and in, in the diocese of Wagga Wagga. Okay. And uh, so I, after receiving a phone call from the Apostolic Nuncio, okay. I went to the church yeah. to pray before the Blessed Sacrament, okay. thinking I might have to pray for a long time, <laughs> uh, but only had to pray about a minute. Okay. With, within a minute, yeah. I had resolved to... Uh, to simply accept the will of God okay. and uh, and do whatever He tells me, okay. uh, following Our Lady's words at the wedding of Cana, do whatever He tells you. Yeah. I had decided many years before that that would be how I would live my life. Okay. That would be how I would live my priesthood. Okay. And so I knew that that okay. is just a part of the yeah. decision I've made to, yeah. to follow the will of God. Okay. Okay. So what is, what is your vision now as a bishop of Amidal? Okay. I, as Bishop of Armadale, uh, I see my role as Bishop very much uh, as a father. Okay. Um, at, at the moment in Australia, uh, we, we are struggling to have sufficient vocations to the priesthood. Okay. And uh, the, the priesthood in Australia... Um, is uh, is going through a period of uh, um, does no does no longer has the, the respect amongst the people that it once did. Okay. Although our faithful Catholics still have great respect for the priesthood. Yeah. So in in that current climate in Australia, I see myself very much to be a father to the priests, okay. to encourage the priests, okay. to support the priests. Okay. Uh, but also to ensure that we have a sufficient number of priests okay. in the diocese okay. so that the people in our parishes yeah. can be ministered to yeah. and cared for pastorally okay. by the priests. Okay. Because I, I see very much that without priests, without the Eucharist, yeah. uh, our, 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 our Catholic parishes... Uh, and end up yeah. becoming more like a Protestant community. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. A, it's all because the Eucharist is at the heart of yeah, our, our yeah. life and our faith and our yeah. community. So, so that that's in the first instance. Okay. I see myself as the father of the priests. Okay. Um, so that's a big emphasis of mine at the moment. Yeah. Is okay. the priests. Okay. And the, and look, caring for them, encouraging them, supporting them. Also in Australia, as in much of the Western yeah. world, the family. Marriages and family yeah. are, are other people who, who are going through a difficult time. So I see that very much as part of the mission for the church in my diocese at the okay. moment is okay. to 
is to encourage uh, young couples to marry sacramentally okay. and to assist and support them in, in the raising of their children. Oh, okay. Mm. okay. So they are my two emphases, yeah, is, yeah. is the sacrament of marriage right. and the sacrament of, of priesthood, priesthood yeah. the two sacraments of ministry. Okay. Ultimately, really, it's upon those two sacraments and those two ways of life yeah. that the future of the church depends. Yeah. Yeah. And in the Western world, they are particular challenges that mm -hmm. we have, I think, more so than you have in Ghana. Yeah. yeah. Is it your first time in Africa and in Ghana in particular? It, it is, yes. It's my very first trip to Africa. Oh, okay. I, I, I came uh, to Nigeria. Okay. Uh, spent a week in Nigeria. Okay. And now I've come to Ghana to spend a week here. Oh, okay. Ghana. So, how would you describe your experience? The people, the weather? Overwhelming. I feel overwhelmed yeah. every day of my visit yeah. uh, by the by the people, yeah. uh, the extraordinary uh, kindness and friendship and welcome that I receive from yeah. the people everywhere I go. Yeah. Yeah, just your 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 openness. Yeah. The the people of Ghana and Nigeria. Yeah. I'm not sure if that's typical of all of Africa yeah. or just. <laughs> But the sense of welcoming a visitor and welcoming a stranger yeah. Yeah. and embracing them and making them feel at home at home, yeah. uh, is is a truly it's been my favourite thing so far okay. about okay. about my trip. Okay. Thank you very much, my Lord Bishop. Your your last word to us. Okay. Um, well, perhaps perhaps I, I might also just add before we finish. Okay. Is that the the main purpose for my visit? Yeah. Ghana, oh, okay. as well as Nigeria, Nigeria yeah. uh, is because in my diocese now we have a number of priests okay. from Nigeria and from Ghana. Oh, okay. So I'm coming to visit their bishops, oh, okay. their dioceses, yes. uh, and their families. I, I'm very keen to come and, uh, and, uh, and thank the bishops for okay. their kindness so okay. here in Ghana. And in the second Takradi to thank uh, Bishop John Coffey yeah. uh, for his uh, generosity in allowing Father Joseph Amar to come and minister okay. for a time in the Diocese of Amadan, okay. um, and also to um, so to thank him to continue that relationship, okay. but also to meet Father Amar's family okay. uh, in order to. When you know someone's family, you know the person. Yeah, the bond is stronger. Too, the yeah. bond is stronger. Yeah. And also, I realise it is also a sacrifice for a family yeah. to have a member of their family go as a missionary yeah. to the ends of the earth. Yeah. So I also <laughs> want to thank them for, oh, okay. for their contribution okay. in, uh, in, in providing uh, from their family a priest who is okay. now a missionary in my time. Oh, okay. That's good. Yeah. And so my you know, final words, yeah. uh, I, I would... Just say thank you very much uh, to the people of Ghana and in particular the Diocese of Secondary Takrithi, where I am okay. undertaking most of my visit here, yeah. and uh, and to uh, and to encourage uh, the people of Ghana to continue your your strong and your your open and your vibrant and and uh, friendly approach okay. to your Catholic faith and life. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. We are here today to have a short discussion with Bishop Michael Kennedy 
of the Diocese of Amidal in Australia. My Lord Bishop, you are welcome to Ghana and to the Diocese of Sekendi Takradi. Thank you very much, Father Doctor. My Lord, can you tell us something about your background? My background? I'm the youngest of seven children uh, in uh, growing up in a small country town, we, we call it in Australia, something like a village okay. at, or so, something like a, a small city uh, in the country. Yeah. Um, grew up in a uh, very faithful Catholic family okay. uh, with attending, attending Mass every Sunday with the family, praying the rosary every night together as a family attending the local Catholic school. There are many Catholic schools in Australia, okay. attending the local Catholic school. And uh, growing up uh, in, in a country area, a little bit outside the city. So okay. very, a very happy childhood growing up. Okay. And uh, when I completed my schooling, I became a school teacher. Oh, okay. I went to what... Uh, we call a teachers' college, okay. which is specific law, specifically for training and preparing teachers. Okay, and uh, so taught as a school teacher in a Catholic high school okay. for three years, uh, and it was during that time that I was working as a teacher as a young man, yeah. around about the age of twenty, uh, early twenties, that I sensed uh, sensed God calling me to the priesthood. Okay. So, will you lead us into? some of the incidences that prompted the desire for the ministry? Ah, specific incidences. Well, I think as a, as a young man, yeah. uh, I had become what I wanted to be, which was a school teacher. Okay. I had uh, many friends, yeah. uh, a good social life. Life was enjoyable. Yeah. Life was good. Yeah. But yet I felt very unhappy. Okay. Very unhappy. Okay. And uh, I found myself wanting to withdraw from that from that life. Okay. Uh, but also was surprised at the same time to sense in my heart a, um, a call to the priesthood, a call to um, at the same time a call to deepen my prayer life to attend the Holy Mass more often, so attend on weekdays as well as Sundays, okay. uh, feeling the desire to spend time with God in prayer. Okay. And, uh, and it was in those times of prayer that I sensed God calling me okay. uh, to be a priest. Oh, okay. I did not want to be a priest. <laughs> I did not want to answer God's call. Okay. So I, I struggled with it for some time and battled with God a yeah. little bit in my prayer. Yeah. But then came to the conclusion that, through my prayer, uh, that the best way to live one's life is to be open to God's will okay. and accept his plan okay. rather than pursuing my own plans. Okay. So I, I submitted yeah. to God and let him be the victor. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so then uh, uh, applied to the bishop. Okay. Uh, to join the seminary, okay. and uh, and then gradually okay. within myself uh, yeah. during my years in the seminary, yeah. gradually came to fully accept God's will for me, and and eventually 
did embrace and was very happy to go ahead to ordination and become a priest. Wow, what an inspiration. But when I look back yeah. now, yeah. I can see that even as a small child, yeah. the vocation was already planted in me. Okay. I did not recognize it at the time. Okay. But I can tell as a small child um, that, the, that, that it was planted there then. Okay. From the family? From, well, yes, by God, yeah. but through through my parents yeah. and through yeah. the family yeah. and through our life of prayer and faith and yeah. mass, God planted it there yeah. at the beginning. Yeah. So having gone through the seminary formation, being ordained a priest, how do you see the priesthood? How do I see the priesthood? Well, now looking back, yeah. I think at the time it's, it would have been very hard for me to express it. Yeah. But now, looking back, I see the priesthood very much in an incarnational sense. Okay. Uh, if you like, uh, it is a continuation of the incarnation. Yeah. Uh, Jesus Christ, it was through his humanity that he brought people to his Father yeah. and to his own self yeah. as well yeah. as the divine Son of yeah. God. So, through his humanity, bringing people to his divinity, to God. And yeah. so I see the priesthood very much in terms of uh, formation to priesthood, bringing out the best in the humanity of men called okay. to be priests, okay. so that through their humanity okay. and the way they live yeah. and the way they treat people and talk to people and yeah interact with people yeah. uh, and the way they talk, they can draw people to God. Okay, okay. So I guess ultimately yeah. I see the priesthood in terms of that um, uh, pontifex, yeah. that, that bridge, that bridge, a yeah. bridge to bring yeah. man and God together. together. Okay. And he does that through his humanity yeah. in the holy priesthood. Okay, mm. all right. Well, Bishop, now along the line in your ministry as a priest, then came the announcement from Pope Benedict Assistant Emeritus. You are the next Bishop of Amidal. How did you feel? I felt surprisingly calm. Oh! <laughs> uh, I think that is the grace of God. Yeah. Um, I, I was working as a parish priest at the time in a parish, in the parish of St. Joseph's. Okay. Leeton and in, in the diocese of Wagga Wagga. Okay. And uh, so I, after receiving a phone call from the Apostolic Nuncio, okay. I went to the church yeah. to pray before the Blessed Sacrament, okay. thinking I might have to pray for a long time, <laughs> uh, but only had to pray about a minute. Okay. With, within a minute, yeah. I had resolved to. Uh, to simply accept the will of God okay. and uh, and do whatever He tells me, okay. uh, following Our Lady's words at the wedding of Cana. Do whatever He tells you. Yeah. I had decided many years before that that would be how I would live my life. Okay. That would be how I would live my priesthood. Okay. And so I knew that that yeah. is just a part of the yeah. decision I've made to to follow the will of God. Okay. Okay. So what is, what is your vision now as a bishop of Amidal? Okay. I, as Bishop of Armadale, uh, I see 
my role as bishop very much uh, as a father. Okay. Um, at, at the moment in Australia, uh, we we are struggling to have sufficient vocations to the priesthood. Okay. And uh, the, the priesthood in Australia um, is is going through a period of uh, um, does no does no longer has the, the respect amongst the people that it once did. Okay. Although our faithful Catholics still have great respect for the priesthood. Yeah. So in in that current climate in Australia, I see myself very much to be a father to the priests, okay. to encourage the priests, okay. to support the priests, okay. uh, but also to ensure that we have a sufficient number of priests okay. in the diocese okay. so that the people in our parishes okay. can be ministered to yeah. and cared for pastorally okay. by the priests. Okay. Because I, I see very much that without priests, without the Eucharist, yeah. Uh, our, 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 our Catholic parishes uh, yeah, end, end up yeah. becoming more like a Protestant community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's all because the Eucharist is at the heart of yeah, our, our yeah. life and our faith and our yeah. community. So, so that, that's in the first instance. Okay. I see myself as the father of the priests. Okay. Um, so that's a big emphasis of mine at the moment, yeah. is okay. the priests. Okay. And, the, and look, caring for them, encouraging them, supporting them. Also in Australia, as in much of the Western world, the family, marriages and family, yeah. are, are other people who, who are going through a difficult time. So I see that very much as part of the mission for the church in my diocese at the okay. moment is, okay. to, is to encourage uh, young couples to marry sacramentally okay. and to assist and support them. In, in the raising of their children. Oh, okay. Mm. Okay. No, they, they are my two emphases. Yeah, is, yeah. is the sacrament of marriage right. and the sacrament of, of priesthood. priesthood yeah. The two sacraments of ministry. Okay. Ultimately, really, it's upon those two sacraments and those two ways of life yeah. that the future of the church depends. Yeah. Yeah. And in the Western world, they are particular challenges mm -hmm. that we have. I think more so than you have in Ghana. Yeah. yeah. Is it your first time in Africa and in Ghana in particular? It, it is, yes. It's my very first trip to Africa. Oh, okay. I, I, I came uh, to Nigeria. Okay. Uh, spent a week in Nigeria. Okay. And now I've come to Ghana to spend a week here. Oh, okay. Ghana. So, how would you describe your experience? The people, the weather? Overwhelming. I feel overwhelmed every day of my visit yeah. uh, by, the, by the people. Yeah. Uh, the extraordinary uh, kindness and friendship and welcome that I receive from the people everywhere I go. Yeah. Yeah, just your, your, your openness, the, the people of Ghana and Nigeria. Yeah. I'm not sure if that's typical of all of Africa yeah. or just Africa, <laughs> but the sense of welcoming a visitor and welcoming a stranger yeah. Yeah. and embracing them and making them feel at home, at home yeah. uh, is, is a truly, it's been my favourite thing so far okay. about, okay. about my trip. Okay. Thank you very much, my Lord Bishop. Your, your last words to us. Okay. Um, 
Well, perhaps perhaps I, I might also just add before we finish okay. is that the, the the main purpose for my visit yeah. here in Ghana, oh, okay. as well as Nigeria, Nigeria yeah. uh, is because in my diocese now we have a number of priests okay. from Nigeria and from Ghana. Oh, okay. So I'm coming to visit their bishops, oh, okay. their dioceses, yes. uh, and their families. I, I'm very keen to come and and, uh, and thank the bishops for okay. their kindness so okay. here in Ghana and in, in uh, Nigeria. the secondary Takrati to, to thank uh, Bishop John Coffey yeah. uh, for his uh, generosity in allowing Father Joseph Amar to come and minister okay. for a time in the Diocese of Amadan okay. um, and also to, um, so to thank him to continue that relationship okay. but also to meet Father Amar's family. Okay. In order to, when you know someone's family, you know the person. Yeah, the bond is stronger. Too, the yeah. bond is stronger. Yeah. And also, I realize it is also a sacrifice for a family yeah. to have a member of their family go as a missionary yeah. to the ends of the earth. Yeah. So I also <laughs> want to thank them for, oh, okay. for their contribution okay. in, uh, in, in providing uh, from their family a priest who is okay. now a missionary in my time. Oh, okay. That's good. Yeah. And so my, you know, final words. Yeah. Uh, I, I would just say thank you very much uh, to the people of Ghana and in particular the Diocese of Secondary Takrati where I am okay. undertaking most of my visit here yeah. and, uh, and, to, uh, and to encourage uh, the people of Ghana to continue your, your strong and your, your open and your vibrant and, and uh, friendly approach okay. to your Catholic faith and life. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. We are here today to have a short discussion with Bishop Michael Kennedy of the Diocese of Amidal in Australia. My Lord Bishop, you are welcome to Ghana and to the Diocese of Sekendi Takradi. Thank you very much, Father Doctor. My Lord, can you tell us something about your background? My background. I'm the youngest of seven children uh, in uh, growing up in a small country town. We, we call it in Australia something like a village okay. or so, something like a, a small city uh, in the country. Yeah. Um, grew up in a uh, very faithful Catholic family okay. uh, with Attending, attending Mass every Sunday with the family, praying the rosary every night together as a family, attending the local Catholic school. There are many Catholic schools in Australia, so okay. attending the local Catholic school. And uh, growing up uh, in, in a country area, a little bit outside the city, so okay. very, a very happy childhood growing up. Okay. And uh, when I completed my schooling, I became a school teacher. Oh, okay. And I went to what we call a teacher's college, okay. which is specific law, specifically for training and preparing teachers. Okay. And uh, so I taught as a school teacher in a Catholic high school okay. for three years. Uh, and it was during that time that I was working as a teacher as a young man, yeah. around about the age of 20, uh, early 20s, that I sensed, uh, sensed God calling me to the priesthood. Okay. Will you lead us into 
some of the incidences that prompted the desire for the ministry? Ah, specific incidences. Well, I think as a, as a young man, yeah. uh, I had become what I wanted to be, which was a school teacher. Okay. I had uh, many friends, yeah. uh, a good social life. Life was enjoyable. Yeah. Life was good. Yeah. But yet I felt very unhappy. Okay. Very unhappy. Okay. And uh, I found myself wanting to withdraw from that from that life. Okay. Uh, but also was surprised at the same time to sense in my heart a, um, a call to the priesthood, a call to, um, at the same time, a call to deepen my prayer life, to attend the Holy Mass more often, so attend on weekdays as well as Sundays, okay. uh, feeling the desire to spend time with God in prayer, and, uh, and it was in those times of prayer that I sensed God calling me okay. uh, to be a priest. Oh, okay. I did not want to be a priest. <laughs> I did not want to answer God's call. Okay. So I, I struggled with it for some time and battled with God a yeah. little bit in my prayer. Yeah. But then came to the conclusion that through my prayer uh, that the best way to live one's life is to be open to God's will okay. and accept His plan, okay. rather than pursuing my own plans. Okay. So I, I submitted yeah. to God and let Him be the victor. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so then uh, uh, applied to the bishop okay. uh, to join the seminary, okay. and uh, and then gradually okay. within myself uh, yeah. during my years in the seminary yeah. gradually came to fully accept God's will for me and, and eventually did embrace and was very happy to go ahead to ordination and become a priest. Wow, what an inspiration. But when I look back yeah. now, yeah. I can see that even as a small child, yeah. the vocation was already planted in me. Okay. I did not recognize it at the time, okay. but I can tell as a small child um, that, the, that, that it was planted there then. Okay. From the family? From, well, yes, by God, yeah. but through, through my parents yeah. and through yeah. the family yeah. and through our life of prayer and faith and yeah. mass, God planted it there yeah. at the beginning. Yeah. So having gone through the seminary formation, being ordained a priest, how do you see the priesthood? How do I see the priesthood? Well, now looking back, yeah. I think at the time it's, it would have been very hard for me to express it. Yeah. But now, yeah. looking back, I see the priesthood very much in an in incarnational sense. Okay. Uh, if you like, uh, it is a continuation of the incarnation. Yeah. Uh, Jesus Christ, it was through his humanity that he brought people to his father yeah. and to his own self yeah. as well yeah. as the divine son of yeah. God. So through his humanity, bringing people to his divinity, to God. And yeah. so I see the priesthood very much in terms of uh, formation for priesthood, bringing out the best in the humanity of men called okay. to be priests, okay. so that through their humanity, 
Okay. And the way they live yeah. and the way they treat people and talk to people and yeah. interact with people yeah. uh, and the way they talk, they can draw people to God. Okay, okay. So I guess ultimately yeah. I see the priesthood in terms of that um, uh, pontifex, yeah. that, that bridge, the bridge, a yeah. bridge to bring yeah. man and God together. together. Okay. And he does that through his humanity yeah. in the holy priesthood. Okay, mm. all right. My Lord Bishop, now, along the line in your ministry as a priest, then came the announcement from Pope Benedict XVI Emeritus. You are the next Bishop of Amidal. How did you feel? I felt surprisingly calm. Oh! <laughs> uh, I think that is the grace of God. Yeah. Um, I... I was working as a parish priest at the time in a parish, in the parish of St. Joseph's, okay. Leeton, and in, in the diocese of Wagga Wagga. Okay. And uh, so I, after receiving a phone call from the Apostolic Nuncio, okay. I went to the church yeah. to pray before the Blessed Sacrament, okay. thinking I might have to pray for a long time. <laughs> Uh, but I only had to pray about a minute. Okay. With, within a minute, yeah. I had resolved to uh, to simply accept the will of God okay. and uh, and do whatever He tells me. Okay. Uh, following Our Lady's words at the wedding of Cana, do whatever He tells you. Yeah. I had decided many years before that that would be how I would live my life. Okay. That would be how I would live my priesthood. Okay. And so I knew that. That is just a part of the yeah. decision I've made to, to follow the will of God. Okay. Okay. So what is, what is your vision now as a Bishop of Armidale? Okay. I, as Bishop of Armidale, uh, I see my role as Bishop very much uh, as a father. Okay. Um, at, at the moment in Australia, uh, we we are struggling to have sufficient vocations to the priesthood, okay. and uh, the, the priesthood in Australia um, is is going through a period of uh, um, does no does no longer has the, the respect amongst the people that it once did, okay. although our faithful Catholics still have great respect for the priesthood. Yeah. So in in that current climate in Australia, I see myself very much to be a father to the priests, okay. to encourage the priests, okay. to support the priests, okay. uh, but also to ensure that we have a sufficient number of priests okay. in the diocese okay. so that the people in our parishes yeah. can be ministered to yeah. and cared for pastorally okay. by the priests. Okay. Because I, I see very much that without priests, without the Eucharist, yeah. uh, our, 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 our Catholic parishes uh, end, end up yeah. becoming more like a Protestant yeah. community. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it's all because the Eucharist is at the heart of yeah. our, our yeah. life and our faith and our yeah. community. So, so that, that's in the first instance, okay. I see myself as the father of the priests. Okay. Um, so that's a big emphasis of mine at the moment, yeah, is okay. the priests, okay. and, the, and look, caring for them, encouraging them, supporting them, 
also in Australia, as in much of the Western yeah. world, the family, marriages and family, yeah. are, are other people who, who are going through a difficult time. So I see that very much as part of the mission for the church in my diocese at the okay. moment is okay. to is to encourage uh, young couples to marry sacramentally okay. and to assist and support them in, in the raising of their children. Oh, okay. Mm. okay. So they are my two emphases, yeah, is, yeah. is the sacrament of marriage right. and the sacrament of, of priesthood, priesthood yeah. the two sacraments of ministry. Okay. Ultimately, really, it's upon those two sacraments and those two ways of life yeah. that the future of the church depends. Yeah. Yeah. And in the Western world, they are particular challenges that mm -hmm. we have, I think, more so than you have in Ghana. Yeah. yeah. Is it your first time in Africa and in Ghana in particular? It, it is, yes. It's my very first trip to Africa. Oh, okay. I, I, I came uh, to Nigeria. Okay. Uh, spent a week in Nigeria. Okay. And now I've come to Ghana to spend a week here. Oh, okay. So, how would you describe your experience? The people, the weather? Overwhelming. I feel overwhelmed yeah. every day of my visit yeah. uh, by the by the people, yeah. uh, the extraordinary uh, kindness and friendship and welcome that I receive from yeah. the people everywhere I go. Yeah. Yeah, just your 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 openness. Yeah. The the people of Ghana and Nigeria. Yeah. I'm not sure if that's typical of all of Africa yeah. or just. <laughs> But the sense of welcoming a visitor and welcoming a stranger yeah, yeah. and embracing them and making them feel at home, at home yeah. uh, is, is a truly, it's been my favourite thing so far okay. About, okay. about my trip. Okay. Thank you very much, my Lord Bishop. Your, your last words to us. Okay. Um, well, perhaps perhaps I, I might also just add before we finish okay. is that the the main purpose for my visit yeah. here in Ghana oh, okay. as well as Nigeria, Nigeria yeah. uh, is because in my diocese now we have a number of priests okay. from Nigeria and from Ghana. Oh, okay. So I'm coming to visit their bishops, oh, okay. their dioceses yes. uh, and their families. I, I'm very keen to come and and, uh, and thank the bishops for okay. their kindness so okay. here in Ghana yeah. and in the secondary Takrati to thank uh, Bishop John Coffey yeah. uh, for his uh, generosity in allowing Father Joseph Amar to come and minister okay. for a time in the Diocese of Amadan okay. um, and also to, um, so to thank him to continue that relationship okay. but also to meet Father Amar's family. Okay. In order to, when you know someone's family, you know the person. Yeah, the bond is stronger. The bond yeah. is stronger. Yeah. And also, I realise it is also a sacrifice for a family yeah. to have a member of their family go as a missionary yeah. to the ends of the earth. Yeah. So I also <laughs> want to thank them for, oh, okay. for their contribution okay. in, uh, in, in providing uh, from their family a priest who okay. is now a missionary in my time. Oh, okay. That's good. Yeah. And so my, you know, final words. Yeah. Uh, I, I would just say thank you very much uh, to the people of Ghana and in particular the Diocese of Secondary Takrati where I am okay. undertaking most of my visit here yeah. and, uh, and, to, uh, and to encourage uh, the people of Ghana to continue your, your strong and your, 
you're open and you're vibrant and, and uh, friendly approach okay. to your Catholic faith and life. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank you.